Drowning in status updates and lost in endless emails? Break free with ClickUp.com, the one app to replace them all. Imagine a world where your team collaborates effortlessly in one shared space. No more chaos, just ClickUp. Your projects, tasks, and communication unified at last. Transform how you work with customizable views, seamless integration, and real-time updates. ClickUp is your shortcut to more productive days and happier teams. Join the millions of productive teams already streamlining their workflow. Visit ClickUp.com to get started. Nearly three months after Brian Ferentz was informed he would not be returning to Iowa football following the season, Kirk Ferentz finally has a new offensive coordinator. David Eichholz, Sean Bach here, HawkeyeInsider.com, part of 24-7 Sports Network. Sean, I know we've done extensive reporting on this. I've been tracking this thing for the last several weeks. And, you know, uh, shout out to our colleague, Matt Zenitz, who really helped kind of bring this whole thing home for us as we were first to report that Les, Tim Lester will be Iowa's new offensive coordinator, previously served as Western Michigan's head coach. Uh, and then this past season was a senior analyst for the Green Bay Packers, which if you remember, Sean, I know you and I were texting a little bit a few weeks ago, and I said, I think somebody from the Packers, they're kind of monitoring. So it made sense once he kind of popped up on the radar. But let's let's just get our initial reaction right now to Lester being named the new offensive coordinator. Then we'll go about kind of throughout the process and kind of how everything is sort of finally happened here over the past week. So, Sean, I'll save my thoughts. Go ahead with yours. Yeah, I mean, it appeared to be Kevin Johns. I know kind of that uh, that talk on social media with the picture that Scott Docterman put out of Kirk sitting at the courtyard in, uh, near Kinnick Stadium meeting with Johns, I think it was Friday morning. Um, and that kind of put everyone mm-hmm. in, a, uh, in a little bit of a tizzy a little bit. Um, and then – yeah, I mean, just like the Lester talk, you mentioned it, because I know I reported or heard mention of Luke Getze, former Bears offensive coordinator, being one of the candidates, and it sounded like it was him and Johns that was emerging. Then you had that scoop on uh, Tim Lester also being a hot name for the for the offensive coordinator position. And, yeah, it just seemed like, you know, there's there's been times where we have names, there's times where we don't have, you know, full full concrete names or, you know, we're hearing certain things and, you know, for this to kind of come down to the – for it to finally come to an end is it's kind of weird. Like, it's going to be going to be a little bit different covering stuff compared to, you know, what we've been doing the last couple weeks but or months. But, yeah, I mean, I – the hire, like, it kind of – I wouldn't say it caught a lot of people out of – I wouldn't say it was out of left field. But I think it was surprising based on – you know, kind of the traction that people that Iowa seemed to have with Johns or, you know, all that yeah. buzz that really started with him, which just makes me like we like you said, we had stuff prepared for both things in case it happened. But we had more stuff for Johns, you know, for it to end up being Lester. Like it's just, a, you know, it just it's wait and see, I think. Like it's not the sexy hire right now, but I think it's an appealing one or it can be an appealing one. I'm going to try not to be that guy that overreacts right away because I do think we need to see what actually happens. But, Sean, the more I deep dive into his numbers and everything, the more I'm concerned about where this thing could trend. I mean, he did have some good offenses when he was at Western Michigan. He was the play caller while being the head coach for a few years. So I know we put out several tweets about that. But for me, Sean, it's just underwhelming. 
Like it's it's been three months, and you know I think Kirk Ferentz really messed up his timeline here. I think he put so many eggs into the Paul Crisp basket, and you know from from our understanding, Sean, we still don't have the concrete reasons as to why he didn't take the job. But at the same time, I really think Kirk was expecting Paul Crist to take the job. So he wanted to be respectful of Paul finishing out the season with Texas. Texas was in the college football playoff. We heard rumblings kind of behind the scenes in December. And then really things started to kick off back in January. And once that fell through, he did a full pivot, did a total re-evaluation of everything, came up with these sort of names. And the Lester thing is even more interesting to me. You kind of framed it well, Sean. He really wasn't – they were monitoring him on the back burner, but he really didn't have a lot of traction until five, six days ago, maybe even less than that. I mean, everything that I had heard was – it was trending toward, uh, you know, Kevin Johns. And, again, I think if you go side by side with those names, Johns just has the better resume, man. Like, it mm-hmm. just – the numbers don't lie. I know – it's, it's underwhelming. That, that's what I come back to. And again, I'm not going to sit here and say it's it's doom or gloom or anything like that for Iowa. But the thing that I think separated him from John's, I'm, I'm speaking, this is just my opinion from Kirk Ferentz's perspective or what I think he was thinking, Sean. And I wrote this in my initial write-up. I think Lester has a decent grasp on the way modern football is played. But he also re- like understands and respects the way that Kirk wants to run the team and run the offense. And again, that's not exactly sexy for the average fan to hear. I think from a pure scheme standpoint, from a pure knowledge standpoint, from a pure, we can get these guys that probably should not be impact players, but we can make them productive. I think Johns has a much better track record of that. When you look at what he did at Memphis, what he did at Duke and Lester, it's, just sort of wait and see for me. But, you know, the more talent he has, he can run his scheme or Kirk's scheme. He has talent because, as you and I have talked about, I don't think Iowa's offense is a talent issue. I think there's far deeper issues than that. I think they need more wide receiver talent, of course. But Iowa has some decent offensive talent and guys that could be pretty productive players. So I think Johns would have pushed Kirk a little bit too much out of his comfort zone and for the way he wants to run his team. And I think – that was probably really appealing to Iowa fans. That just kind of the thought of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I I see what you're saying. I mean, looking at you know Lester's time during at Mich- Western Michigan too. Obviously, it's been is a little bit up and down. I mean, he had a pretty successful run there. But you look at some of you look at some of the numbers with the balance between rushing and passing. Like I think that's that's pretty appealing is that there's a good balance with, you know, one year you average 260 yards passing the game the other year or like, and then on the rushing side, you average like 215 um, something along those lines. Like, I think that balance is really good. Like there's not a total like overdrive on, uh, you know, or an emphasis on passing or rushing. And I think that balance is really what Iowa, you know, has when they have successful offenses, it's a balancing act. Like, it's not like, okay, we're going to – obviously running the football is preferred, but, you know, you pick up more yards usually throwing the football. Um, so I think I think there's – you know, we'll dive into the scheme later this week more so. But, yeah. I mean, he's – when his system has been successful 
at Western Michigan, he's had really talented receivers. I mean, he has had multiple receivers transfer up to the Power Five level after you know a couple of years at Western Michigan. And yeah. I mean, I know it's like you know it's the MAC; it's a different level than the Big Ten, but that appeals to me a lot. And I know you know a couple of our buddies have mentioned it that you know this offense really seems like a good fit for Caleb Brown and maybe even Seth Anderson. Yeah, if you potentially get a couple more playmakers in there, like I, I'm really intrigued. I think, like, I get the frustration with it because Johns would have been, you know, a really trendy hire, and I think, you know, like you said, it probably would have taken Kirk out of his comfort zone a little bit. But I think what you're looking for with Lester is consistency, and I think he can accomplish that. I like. I don't like I, I get yeah. it. I get why people are frustrated, like the timeline and like but at the end of the day, like Kirk's Kirk's gonna do it his way and he really doesn't care, you know, what people have to say about it. And you know, I get that frustrates people a lot, but I I'm 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 holding back, I think, on like what I really think of the hire. Like I'm gonna give it time. Well, yeah, I, I yeah. do think I do. I'm intrigued by it more than I would have, or I'm more intrigued now than I was when I first heard his name. I'll say that. Here's what I'm intrigued about. I just want to hear what Kirk says. I just want to hear what se- what separated him from Johns, and maybe you know a couple other guys that he had conversations with. Because again, Sean, from a pure resume standpoint and statistical standpoint. I don't think it's particularly close. I think Johns is a better hire. Maybe they did, you know, and I heard the meetings went well and, and Johns impressed Kirk, but you know, again, Kirk's going to do it his way. And again, the timeline is very frustrating. I think that's what people, I think people also, and we, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I think people a month ago would have been okay with this hire. I think it's the fact that it's been three months and this is who you end up with. I mean, Sean, not to, not to minimize Lester too much, because I don't mean for this to sound demeaning. But Iowa's guy that they got to be an offensive coordinator, and again, for a top 20 program, top 15 program, however you want to see fit, with the nation's number one defense, your offensive coordinator, you, you stole from Troy. He was set up to go to Troy. And, and that's concerning to me too. And then, you know, going back to an interview – with Kirk Ferentz about the offensive coordinator. I don't know if you remember this quote, Sean, but he said, what I care about is wins per game. And that's how he justified Brian Ferentz. You know, he just, they, they win games with them, right? Lester was 37 and 32 as Western Michigan's head coach. As the offensive coordinator for Syracuse, I don't want to throw too much on him for that. Um, because he kind of took over, I think, five games in. They ended up, like, tailing out at the end of the season. The offense was a complete wreck. But, I, he, of course, he's still in charge of coordinating the offense, but Syracuse was a complete mess. So I think it's kind of irresponsible to throw all of that on him when there were bigger issues at hand, right? But for Kirk to talk about wins per game and then hire a guy that's 37-32 as a head coach, when you can look at some of the other stuff out there and names out there or even steal somebody – from a lower power five program that has a good offense. 
I just go back to it's, it's an underwhelming hire. And if, if people want me to give some sort of a grade on this hire, and this is trying not, and this is you know not overreacting. This is not me projecting what's going to happen at this point because I want to dive more into his schemes and and some of the stuff he does. I mean, Sean, this is probably a C minus hire for me. I it just it, it's not eye popping, and you know, and it, with no disrespect to Lester or Kirk as well, Sean, but just based off the reaction, this is going to be a very polarizing hire for the fan base. I think. I give it. I give it a B. I'm going to give it a B, I think, because Western Michigan is a really difficult spot to win in the MAC. And he was also coming after a time, too, with PJ Fleck, like, because he took over for PJ Fleck at Western Michigan. And that's a hard, like, that's a hard thing to be is a head coach after, you know, the most successful coach in program history left. So, I I mean, I'm not – I understand, like, the frustration with, you know, and the kind of the the uneasiness with some of those – with the record. And that's something that Kirk really prioritizes. But I think from a – from what he has shown on film and what his offenses have been able to do, if you can get – this is going to be big. I mean, if you can get the right guys in the system, like it can work. And another thing to mention too, with like the offense, it's like the offensive numbers weren't like, they were not like, they were pretty decent. I would say like in terms of points per game outside of the uh, 2022 season, third, 34 Mm -hmm. points per game in 2017, 32 in 2018, 2019, 33, 2020, obviously a a different year, but 41. And, you know, remember he's, you know, the play caller. There's a whole, there's defense too. Like you have to take into account defense. Like when you look in that win-loss thing. Um, So I'll, I'll probably explain it more on the next podcast of like when we really go in depth on it. But, you know, I'm not as, like, frustrated – or not frustrated. I'm not as, like, you know, discontented with it as I w- maybe thought I would have been because um, I think he can recruit pretty well. He's really good in the state of Illinois. He's got some East Coast ties too. He's recruited really under the radar guys that, you know, like I said before, have gone on to Power 5 schools and to the NFL. Um, he's a really active recruiter. That's something that really Brian Ferentz wasn't at Iowa yeah. in his last couple of years. And I, I mean, it's an upgrade, but I get it. It's not, it's not super trendy. It's not super sexy, but I think for what Iowa wants to do, I think he can do that. It's it's going to be interesting. <laughs> just, it'll be interesting to see how everything kind of unfolds. But at the end of the day, Sean, like if, if he reinvents Iowa's passing game, I think everybody will be thrilled with the hire. That needs to be priority yeah. number one. They have to get the wide receivers, the ball, the route trees have to change. You have to prioritize playmaking and spacing. And that's something that just Iowa has not done in recent years, especially. I mean, they haven't had a wide receiver go over 600 yards since Emir Smith-Marset. And they haven't had one, I think, prior to that was Matt Vandenberg. <laughs> like, that's, mm-hmm. that's crazy to me. So I think if, they, yeah. if he comes in with a fresh perspective on passing the ball, changes up some of the route trees – Gets, you know, Caleb Brown the ball in space. 
And again, he has experience as a play caller, but like not, not extensively, not like a power five level. Didn't call plays with the Packers. It, it, and he did have some good offenses with the Mac, but you got to realize too, that was back when Maction was so prominent, Sean, where defense wasn't exactly a highlight reel in that conference for a few years. So again, you, you can't, you can't knock him for taking advantage of bad defenses because, I mean, let's just be real. Sean, Iowa's not been able to do that over the past three years regardless. But, again, I think if you do this a month ago, I think people are fine with that. I think the fact that this just happened so late and this is the guy they get three months into the process, it it makes kind of throws everything up in the air. It makes it a little bit suspect. But right now I might be able to sell it more to people on the next podcast, but just from my basic research and kind of breaking things down, I'm not enthusiastic. But again, I think the process of this, Sean, is people are going to be upset about it. They're going to see highlights from spring ball, fall camp. Everybody's going to get excited. And then by the time week one rolls around, people are going to convince themselves that I was dropping 40. It's just kind of the nature of college football, right? Like I said, I'm not making fun of them. That's just the reality of kind of the world that we live in right now. So I, I don't blame them for being upset with it. But I also think it might be a tad irresponsible to just kind of give up on everything. I want to see what happens in spring ball. I want to see if he can develop – like, if he develop a quarterback, and the numbers haven't exactly been great in the quarterback style. I've looked up that he's kind of developed and coached. But, you know, Iowa's quarterback development, I think, has been one of the biggest issues in the Kirk Ferentz era. So if he can do that, I think that's just a big step forward as well. But – there might be more positives once I kind of dive into everything. But at the end of the day, I know people are kind of sitting there thinking, oh, you know, Kirk, the guy's 16th or 17th option on this. He got a second option. His first option was Chris, and they needed a full reset. He didn't offer the job to anybody else. He had a lot of discussions with a lot of people. Uh, but this is the guy he feels is best. And I think I'm going to give credit to John Steppy. I think he found the clip from the Sea Rapids Gazette of when Iowa was preparing to play Western Michigan last year. Kirk basically said, I don't know why they felt the need to make a coaching change. He kind of name dropped uh, Lester. So Lester's kind of been on the radar of Kirk for obviously throughout his, you know, coaching career as well. So I think that's interesting. But again, I I don't know too much else to say right now, but it's just, it's, I'm kind of wait and see mode, but it's not sexy. It's not a sexy hire and it's not going to blow anybody out of the water. Which is kind of what people, I think, expected. Am I wrong? No, I don't think so. I, either that or people expected to, to do what happened, but they just tried to gaslight themselves into thinking that, you know, the reason why it's taking so long is because I was about to land some big-time, big-time name. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll toot my own horn a little bit. I Lester was one of the uh, – I kind of put together a list of, like, five random – Offensive coordinators right when Brian got hired and Lester was yeah. one of the guys on the list looking back at him. I didn't have Chris or uh I didn't have Chris or I didn't have uh Kevin Johns on there, but Tim Lester was on the list. So I'll consider hey, that you got you got you got the pick. <laughs> you got the I had pick, no idea. Dude. Yeah, I had no idea he would be the OC, but you know, hey, I'll I'll you know I'll I'll sound smart. We gotta we'll put that in your crystal ball prediction record. <laughs> oh god but yeah man i i don't know too much else we'll, we'll dive into detail later but yes tim lester is officially iowa's next offensive coordinator 
buckle up. Welcome to the show. Uh, we'll see what happens, but uh, we'll dive more into detail later this week. Stay tuned to HawkeyeInsider.com and 24-7 Sports. Be sure follow us on Twitter at David Eichel, at SPOC247. And again, as always, stay locked in to 24-7 Sports and HawkeyeInsider.com. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.